0: Welcome to Puerto Rico, a living history. Today's episode is called Chains Over Waves, the Jones Act and Puerto Rico's economic bind. In this episode, we're going to unravel the complexities of the Jones Act, a lot that has been at the heart of economic discussions in Puerto Rico for decades. Join me as we explore the origins of the Jones Act, its economic impact on Puerto Rico, and the potential effects of its repeal. Let's set the stage. It's the early 20th century. World War I has just ended, and the United States is shifting its focus from the battlefields to its own shores, particularly its maritime industry. Enter the Merchant Marine Act of 1920, more commonly known as the Jones Act, named after Senator Wesley Jones. The act was instated with an eye toward national security, ensuring that the United States maintained a robust naval fleet for both commercial and military purposes. The Jones Act regulates shipping between U.S. ports. It requires goods shipped between U.S. ports to be transported on ships that are built, owned, and operated by United States citizens or permanent residents. This federal law was designed to support the US shipbuilding industry and create a reliable merchant marine for national defense. But many argue that the Jones Act has detrimental economic effects, especially on Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, an island with no choice but to import a significant portion of its goods has been found itself in an economic chokehold due to the Jones Act. Here's how it hits the pocketbook of Puerto Ricans. A foreign vessel can ship goods directly to the U.S. However, if that same vessel wishes to continue to Puerto Rico, it must first dock at the U.S. port, offload the goods, and then have them transferred to a Jones Act-compliant ship. This not only adds a layer of logistical complexity, but also significantly inflates the cost of goods for Puerto Rican consumers. Puerto Rico cannot use any international ships for transport, even if they are cheaper. Further, this burden makes it difficult for Puerto Rico to compete globally. It severely limits Puerto Rico's ability to participate in global trade, it cannot readily import from or export to foreign markets putting local businesses at a disadvantage the jones act makes businesses in puerto rico pay more to import raw materials and export finished products it also makes it challenging to find cost-effective crews and labor for ships serving puerto rico since the requirements to hire u.s crews increases labor expenses these economic challenges ripple through various sectors, affecting not only the consumers, but also hindering the growth and development of local businesses. The Jones Act also makes importing fuel to Puerto Rico extremely expensive. Puerto Rico gets most of its petroleum products from the U.S. Gulf Coast, but only on Jones Act compliant vessels. This results in Puerto Ricans paying higher electric bills and gas prices. The cost of the Jones Act to Puerto Rico has been a subject of significant analysis and discussion. The New York Federal Reserve estimated in 2012 that the Jones Act cost Puerto Rico $537 million annually and reduces employment by 17,000 jobs. According to a report from Advantage Business Consulting cited by the Cato Institute, The Jones Act leads to a cost of approximately $367 million in the food and beverage sector alone in Puerto Rico. This analysis is based on a detailed examination of transportation costs and considers the significant difference in shipping prices between Jones Act vessels and non Jones Act shipping from foreign ports. For instance, Jones Act vessels have shipping prices that are 2.5 times greater than non-Jones Act shipping, resulting in a de facto Jones Act tax of 7.2% on these goods. To put that in context, that's money that could be invested in education, healthcare, infrastructure, areas where Puerto Rico desperately needs improvement. These studies underline the substantial economic burden that the Jones Act places on Puerto Rico, affecting various sectors of the economy and the overall well-being of the island. With almost half of Puerto Rico's population already living below the poverty line before Hurricane Maria hit in 2017, the Jones Act has exacerbated economic hardship for everyday Puerto Ricans. The devastation caused by Hurricane Maria shone a spotlight on how the Jones Act hurts Puerto Rico's ability to recover from natural disasters. In times of crisis, like Hurricane Maria, this law delayed critical aid and supplies. After the hurricane, the U.S. granted a temporary waiver of the Jones Act in order to speed up disaster relief efforts. During the waiver period, Puerto Rico saw lower prices on imports and increased availability of goods critical for reconstruction. This demonstrated clearly how the Jones Act drives up costs in normal times. Many argue that the Jones Act is anti-competitive and allows U.S. shipping companies to charge excessive rates. There is limited competition since Puerto Rico can only use U.S. ships. Foreign carriers from Europe and South America cannot offer lower price options due to the restrictions of the Jones Act. Critics say that this monopolistic situation allows U.S. carriers to overcharge Puerto Rico. So, what if the Jones Act was repealed or even just relaxed for Puerto Rico? The potential benefits could be significant. A repeal could lower shipping costs, reduce consumer prices, and boost the competitiveness of Puerto Rican businesses. It would open the door for foreign flagged vessels to transport cargo directly between Puerto Rico and other U.S. ports, fostering more competition and efficiency. Efforts in Congress to permanently exempt Puerto Rico from the Jones Act have not succeeded so far. Meanwhile, powerful domestic shipping interests in the U.S. lobby to keep the Jones Act in place. They argue it ensures national security, provides jobs to U.S. crews, and preserves a shipbuilding base vital for defense. But opponents counter that the Jones Act costs consumers billions annually while preserving an inefficient U.S. shipping industry. Consider the ripple effects on everyday life in Puerto Rico. It's not just about higher prices at the supermarket. This law affects healthcare, education, infrastructure. Every sector feels the pinch. When hospitals pay more for supplies, when schools struggle for resources, the root cause isn't always obvious, but often it leads back to systemic economic challenges, like those posed by the Jones Act. And let's talk about the broader conversation on statehood versus independence. The Jones Act is a critical piece in this puzzle. Some argue that statehood might alleviate some of the Jones Act's burdens, while others see it as a symbol of the need for greater autonomy or independence. In your view, how does the Jones Act influence this ongoing debate about Puerto Rico's political status? But it's not just about economics. It's about fairness and equity. Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens, yet due to the Jones Act, they face unequal treatment when it comes to trade and commerce. The question many are asking is why should an island already navigating through fiscal challenges have to endure an antiquated law that exacerbates its economic woes? The Jones Act also highlights a colonial imbalance where Puerto Rico lacks political power. As a U.S. territory, Puerto Rico has no voting representation in Congress, so its residents cannot push for policies that serve their economic interests. The Jones Act remains partly because it benefits well-connected U.S. maritime and shipping interests. But Puerto Rico pays the price through higher cost of living and reduced economic competitiveness. Pushing for more exemption from the Jones Act is a matter of economic justice and ending colonial unfairness for the island. As we've seen, the Jones Act is deeply woven into the fabric of Puerto Rico's economy. Its impact is felt by every resident of the island. The debate over its future is more than a policy discussion. It's a conversation about what kind of future Puerto Rico should have. One that continues to be constrained by the past, or one that sails towards new horizons of prosperity and opportunity. This episode isn't just about a law. It's a reflection on how distant decisions can have a profound impact on a community. It's interesting to think about, isn't it? What kind of progress could Puerto Rico make if it wasn't held back by these type of limitations? Join me next time on Puerto Rico, A Living History, where we'll continue to explore the intricacies of our past and present. Until then, keep pondering our history and its ripple effects.